Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Friday, November 15th, 2019, and welcome to a very special edition of WCWUS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show. This is WCWS Outside the Ropes, episode 179. This is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you as we, of course, get set to talk about everything going on in the world of pop culture. Of course, music, movies, sports, you name it, we will have it here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, the Iceman, Jeremy Geronimo, of course, will be out of pocket here. More quite possibly, of course, for tonight's special edition of OTR, but also, of course, for our uh, <clears throat> Friday edition of Revolution coming up here in about two hours. So we may not hear from him at all, but, of course, we wish him a safe trip, of course, as he <clears throat> as he takes care of, of course, of, of uh, visits folks, of course, uh, from, uh, from out of town. Also, the human suitcase machine, John Gross, of course, is also taking it easy. Of course, he does. He always takes Fridays off from all of our shows here in the radio network. <clears throat> so he will not be with us here tonight as well. So like I said, folks, what we're mainly going to do, of course, is just read off a few, of course, get a few stories in from, of course, from the world of pop culture. And also maybe even a few wrestling stories coming up here at you here as well, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. And, of course, if you care to join us here this evening for our, uh, for our special edition of Outside the Ropes tonight, please feel free to give us a call here, one 405 pound and press that one, chime in on anything and everything that we had to talk about here this evening. Let's go ahead and get things rocking and rolling here, of course, as we proceed to our, <clears throat> as we proceed, of course, to our uh, lineup of news, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. And we do thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WWS radio network for allowing us to read all their stories on all of our shows, and of course, including, in addition to Outside the Ropes, of course, WWS This Morning, as well as Power Hour, uh, WWS Raw Radio, of course, and also Revolution and Wolfpack as well. Let's get to, of course, some pop culture news here as we, of course, approach our first story of the evening here that uh, came out yesterday. Uh, courtesy of Jeremy Thomas, let's go and bring in the story right here. As Mark Wahlberg is a reporter joined the, the cast of the movie Uncharted, 
playing the legend, playing, of course, the, uh, you remember Sully, who uh, was the captain of the plane that landed in the Hudson River. So let's see what we have. Let's see what we have right here. Mark Wahlberg is back on the Uncharted train, joining Tom Holland in the video game adaptation. Variety reports that Wahlberg was originally set to play Nathan Drake when David O. Russell was set to direct the film back in 2010, will play Victor Sully Sullivan. Okay, it okay, has nothing to do with the general. Okay, when I said Sully, I thought it was talking about the miracle on the Hudson, but I was wrong. My apologies. Uh, well, I, now Wahlberg will play Victor Sully Sullivan in the Travis Knight directed film. He joins Holland, who is playing a younger take on Nathan Drake in the movie. Sully has appeared in each of the games and is a mentor and father figure to Nathan, having picked him up as a wandering orphan in Colombia. He is described for the for the film as an American treasure hunter, fortune seeker, and businessman, as well as a friend and father figure to Drake. Production on the film will begin next year with a script written by Rafe Judkins, Art Markham, and Matt Holloway. Uh, but uh, that's, um, that's going to be a very interesting, of course, again, my apologies about that, but that is going to be a real good... Uh, that's going to be sound like it's going to be a real good movie here coming up here, uh, coming up here as it starts production, of course, next year. Our next story here coming out, you also yesterday for Jeremy Thomas. Matt Reeves has confirmed that Andy Circus will play uh, Alfred in the upcoming another uh, Batman movie, in the upcoming Batman movie called The Batman. Let's go ahead and see what we have right here. Matt Reeves has continued his trend of nonchalantly confirming cast members of the Batman on social media. And this time it's Andy Serkis. Reeves, who wrote and will direct the new DC Comics film, took to Twitter on Wednesday and shared a, a GIF of Serkis confirming reports that the actor will play Alfred. Reeves previously used Twitter to confirm that Jeffrey Wright will play Commissioner Gordon, Paul Dano will play the Riddler, and Zoe Kravitz will play Catwoman in the film. Robert Pattinson stars as the titular Kate Crusader in the noir-driven film, which is, set to re which is set to release on June 25th, 2021. And, of course, Matt Reeves posted on his Twitter handle uh, uh, two, two days ago at 4.11 p.m. saying, and here comes hashtag Alfred, showing a video, uh, uh, like I said, a gif of uh, Andy Serkis. So, apparently, ladies and gentlemen, we do have, of course, now, Another character confirmed here, and it seems to be, like I said, Alfred has been confirmed in the form, like I said, of actor Andy Serkis. Okay. Uh, also here, folks, let's see what we have right here. Uh, Coming out here today from Jer Jeffrey Harris, a review of the movie Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, apparently, uh, let's see here. Uh, according, to, according to, of course, rating from 411 Mania, uh, let's see, they have, I believe they have, they have, of course, rated a nine. Hmm. Sorry, folks, we're just trying to find all the ads. They're a very interesting poster. Of course, as you know, directed by James Mangold, written by Jez Butterworth, John Henry Butterworth, and Jason Keller. 152 minutes is how long this movie is. MPAA rating rated PG-13 for some language and peril. 
Here is your cast. Uh, Christian Bale will play Ken Miles. Matt Damon will play Carol Shelby. John Berthold will play Lee Coca. Caltronia Balfi will play Molly Miles. Josh Lucas will play Leo Beebe. Tracy Letts will play Henry Ford II. Remo Garone will play Enzo Ferrari. Ray McKinnon will play Phil Remington. Noah Jupe, uh, I guess I pronounce it, will play uh, uh, Peter Miles. And Martin will play Dieter Voss. The talented filmmaker James Mango revs into theaters this week with his new movie, Four vs. Ferrari. It's a great film based on one of the unsung heroes of the American automotive and motorsports industry, Ken Miles, who was played by Christian Bale. The film features impeccable performances, compet, compet, competently directed impressive racing scenes as the title promises, and a compelling underdog story that many moviegoers will enjoy. In early 1960s, the Ford Motor Company is teetering over the edge. The company is on the ropes and not the industry leader it was before, while General Motors and Chevrolet have moved ahead. Henry Ford II, played by Letts, is setting out ultimatums. Marketing executive Lee Iacocca, played by Bernthal, believes Ford needs an edge that will offer an appealing sports car to the baby boomer generation and bring out a sports car that can compete on the global racing scene. Unfortunately, the first strategy to acquire, to acquire the Ferrari line from <clears throat> bankrupt founder Enzo Ferrari, played by Jerome, goes sideways. However, he made the mistake of insulting Ford II, also known as the Deuce. The challenge is simple. Ford Motor Company has to come up with a new sports car that can compete with Ferrari. After 24 hours of Le Mans to stick to Enzo Ferrari on the grandest stage and send a much-needed shot in the arm for Ford on the sales floor. Enter one retired race car driver and an automotive designer named Carol Shelby, played by Matt Damon. Shelby was forced into retirement from the professional record due to a heart ailment, but he's still mentoring the likes of amateur pro wrestler and blue-collar mechanic Ken Miles, played by Bale. Iacocca recruits Shelby to do the impossible, create a car that won't just put that just won't be able to compete with Ferrari at Le Mans, but come out on top. Shelby's put in charge of the ambitious program, and he wants to surly uncouth Miles be the face of the the face of the facing team, much to the chagrin of top four executives such as Leo B, who is with Josh Lucas at his slimy corporate best. With the clock ticking to make it to Le Mans, Shelby and Miles have to butt heads and overcome corporate red tape and bureaucracy to almost single-handedly make the Ford Motor Company a relevant brand again. Mango did exceptionally well with Central and supporting cast here. Christian Bell's performance as Ken Miles is definitely the standout of the movie, and he plays very well often. Damon does use a southern accent for Shelby, and actually sounds fairly consistent for the most part. John Berthal has the basis of an interesting performance that actually goes against this usual type. Unfortunately, his character sadly disappears into the background in the film's second half. Even Josh Lucas, a fairly underrated talent, does solid work in a, in a pretty thank, thankless role as Leo Beebe. Beebe is basically an unlockable corporate slime ball, and it's a fairly two-dimensional role, but Lucas plays him in a believable way. The character is an interesting representation of corporate meddling, and that idea plays a significant role in the actual history of Le Mans in 1966. Not to mention corporate stooges such as Leo Beebe have real historical presidents. Bale is the true star and standout performer here. It's definitely one of the most well-rounded performances of his career. Ken Miles is a great everyman. As a professional, he's very brusque and inappropriately blunt with his colleagues. He certainly has a chip on his shoulder, but he's a, he's, he's a kind father and husband. Bale brings a natural quality to Miles and actual humorous intensity when Miles goes behind the wheel of the Ford GT40. Mangold really nails the racing, racing sequences. 
They're not sloppy or overdone. They are fairly straightforward and easy to discern. The danger and suspense are there and palpable. Ford versus Ferrari offer this, offers a unique look at that connection a racer has with both the track and their vehicle. That's at the core picture. Even at two hours and 32 minutes, Ford versus Ferrari is fairly evenly paced. There are some minor subplots that could have done with less fleshing out. The ending, while accurate to history, struggles to find the best emotional stopping point. Ford versus Ferrari slows to a stop to a stop for the finish rather than an exciting sprint. And of course, like we said, the final score, of course, corner four eleven four eleven mania nine And of course, um, um, <clears throat> another review here. James Mango definitely proves to be one of the better working directors in the business today with Ford versus Ferrari. The film features an impeccable cast led by a great Christian Bale performance. There's a strong level of immersion and an interesting <clears throat> and an interesting story that's never really been dramatically told before. As a racing period film, it gets the job done, though not always in the most efficient fashion for its length. Audis is looking for a welcome departure from the latest comic book blockbuster sequel or reboot would would be well served to give Ford versus Ferrari a look. So, folks, we'll, um, we'll of course definitely be having to look at look at we'll definitely start looking at this very very carefully here indeed. Also, folks, we also have a review, of course, of a a new uh, uh, lineup here for a new Charlie's Angels movie that we have right here. <clears throat> courtesy, of course, of uh, courtesy of, of course, of Jeffrey Harris right here tonight. Let's go ahead and bring that. Let's go ahead and bring that here right here. Of course, of those who are fans, of course, of the of the of course iconic TV show, and also of course of the of the of the uh, of the of the movies they did previously. Of course, it was Drew Barrymore and Cameron Diaz. Of course, this is let's see what we have right here. Directed by Elizabeth Banks, written by Elizabeth Banks, Evan Spiliotopoulos, and David Auburn. 118 minutes runtime, rated PG-13 for action violence, language, and some suggestive material. Christian, Kristen Stewart plays Sabina Wilson. Naomi Scott plays Elena Hoffland. Ella Belinska plays Jane Kano. Elizabeth Banks plays Rebecca Bosley. Patrick Stewart plays John Bosley. Damon Husson plays Edgar Bosley. Sam Claflin plays Alexander Brock. Jonathan, Jonathan Tucker plays Hodak. Nat Faxon plays Peter Fleming. Chris Payne plays Johnny Smith. Noah Centino plays Langston. And Luis Gerardo Mendez plays Saint. Charles Angels made his television debut back in 1976 and remains an iconic brand to this very day. The year 2000 saw the first theatrical reboot of the franchise, which later pawned a less successful sequel. 2011 saw a short-lived TV reboot, so at least the producers let a new iteration marinate a little longer before trying things over again. Pitch Perfect 3 filmmaker Elizabeth Banks steps behind the camera for the latest Charlie's Angels reboot with unclear expectations. Is a decent outing, all things considered. Let's see. So jump out here, folks. The 2009 update for 19 update for Charlie's Angels appears directly connected to the original series. Charlie Towns' agency has expanded into an international conglomerate that has spread all across the globe. After a team consisting of the highly capable Sabina Wilson, played by Kristen Stewart, and the lethal Jay Cannon, played by Belinska, 
apprehend a rich criminal. The elderly John Bosley, played by Patrick Stewart, is ready to call it a career after 40 years. Handing the reins over to a successor, the unrelated Re Rebecca Bosley, played by Elizabeth Banks. Meanwhile, in Germany, Lena Hoffman, played by Naomi Scott, warns her skeevy corporate boss, Peter Fleming, played by Faxon, that the clean energy smart device their company is looking to launch, Callisto, has a dangerous flaw and that could lead to disaster. Alina, through serendipitous circumstances, managed to get a hold of the Townsend agency to blow the whistle on this corporation. Unfortunately, Lena is soon marked for death by a deathly stoic assassin, Hodak, played by Jonathan Tucker. So, Sabina, <coughs> sorry about that, here, folks. Uh, uh, so, Sabina and Jane have to move in to protect her. The encounter tragically separates Jane from her own Bosley, Edgar, played by uh, who's, who, who's now? This time is against the angels, and Hodak's actions suggest there's a traitor in their ranks. Alina is brought into the group as their next would-be recruit to track down the active prototypes for Callisto, recording nefarious forces we weaponizing. The casting for the film is solid and not re really an issue. The direction is simply missing a certain type of confidence. The action scenes are fairly sloppy and badly edited. They are lacking in a certain a certain intensity and sense of genuine suspense. It's probably the weakest area for the film. Banks', Banks direction is not terrible, but less than outstanding. The style and tone for the, of the reboot are certainly preferable and the ridiculous, goofy, cartoony, exaggerated antics of the McGee films. For, most, for the most part, the reboot is fairly grounded. Granted, some might prefer the over-the-top and camping material of the two McGee movies, but the new film has a refreshing, back-to-basics, less frills style. Believe it or not, Kristen Stewart as Sabina is a standout performer here. She tends to get a bad rap because of the Twilight films, as does Robert Pattinson. Sabina is charismatic and magnetic. She's the most certainly <clears throat> uh, fully and fully developed character out of the trio. While the conflict generally centers around Naomi Scott as Alina, Stewart tends to command the most presence. Also, she has the best chemistry in the group with Ella Belinska. In terms of physicality, Ella Belinska as Jane looks like she was most capable she was most capable she's the most capable one uh, of the group in terms of handling the fight scenes and stunt work there is a subplot involving jane and sabina that does not satisfy its full potential there's a sense of tension and rivalry between the two that does not fully play out let's see uh when the narrative reaches its predictable low point ella has a vulnerable moment that's oddly mistimed it doesn't follow the natural order of how the film establishes the Ella and Sabina dynamic. The moment is reminiscent of that part of in Suicide Squad where Diablo declares Task Force, Task Force X as his family. When the film had failed to build a believable bond and sense of camaraderie between the group, to sum up, there could have been a stronger sense of building the bond between the Angels and their team interdependence. In terms of the central trio, Naomi Scott is the weak link. Scott is performing the brandy scientist turned would-be rookie spy here, and it's uneventful. Her character is more reminiscent of Jennifer Love Hewitt in that bad Jackie Chan movie, The Tuxedo. That movie was all right. I mean, it wasn't great, but it was all right. It was, I wouldn't consider it bad. The worst moment of the movie is the depiction of Alina committing what amounts to, <clears throat> to manslaughter. It's similarly, it's similarly lampshaded and swept under the rug. This could have been a major turning point and piece of character development for Elena, but it's clumsily executed. Patrick Stewart might be near an 80, but he still pulls out an entertainment performance as the Bosley of the Townsend Agency's U.S. branch. 
Obviously, the Bosley idea has been reworked as a rank, which makes <clears throat> a lot more sense than the previous films. In terms of writing, how the film chooses to acknowledge the original series and past films is interesting and rather clever. As a result, the new Charlie's Angels served as both a reboot of the franchise and a prolonged continuation of the original series, which fans will likely appreciate. Some homage is still given to the previous cinematic reboot. The Townsend Agency is depicted as this glitzy modern-age Tesla Motors or SpaceX, but with spies. <clears throat> as far as female-led action features or spy thrillers, Charlie's Angels isn't a groundbreaking game-changer, but it's a passable cinematic reboot especially in comparison to the goofy, vapid insanity of the McGee movies. There's definite potential within the cast if it's successful enough to justify a sequel. And, of course, this they give a, a power rating of 6.5 here. The 2019 Charlie's Angels reboot is surprisingly passable. Female-centric is action movie rebooting the iconic series. It is, it's in no ways great or groundbreaking, but it's a decent diversion. The sloppy and over, underwhelming action failed to really elevate what could have been a far more exciting and entertaining film. Kristen Stewart puts on an impress, puts in an impressive and entertaining performance. Had the action and stunt work been more polished and some of the character interactions were bulked up, this could have been a better film. As it stands now, it has good points and there's potential if the juice is there to permit a sequel. This might not be worth a full price ticket, but action and spy fans might want to pay Charles Angels 2019 a look <clears throat> for a bargain matinee or red box rental. So kind of kind of back and forth here about how everybody's feeling about the new about the uh, about the new uh, Char uh, new Charles Angels movie there. So so like I said, that's that's what you that's what you're referring to, which is that's in what you have right now here, folks. <clears throat> but we have to wait and see what all happens there. And there you have it there, folks, with, of course, uh, our review of everything going on in the world of pop culture. Let's see what we have, of course, in terms of any uh, wrestling stories here. <clears throat> As we move forward on here to that. Uh, Jeremy Thomas brings this story out today with some, some WWE news. Note on why very little WWC is on WWE Network and the, also the most watched network shows. Let's see what we have. Let's see what we have talking about here. Okay, let's see here. I, excuse me. A new report has details on why WWE has yet to put much WWC, which I do believe that was World Wrestling Council content on the network after buying it last year. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that part of the tape collection was damaged by Hurricane Maria when it swept through Puerto Rico in 2017. WWE bought the WWC tape library in March of 2018 and at that time, it was noted that a portion of the tape library was impacted by the hurricane. But details weren't known. According to the site, a lot of tape and film reels have been salvaged, while some haven't been able to be saved. And the site also reported that the most, most uh, watched WB network shows this week were, and here is, of course, uh, <clears throat> and here we go here. Here's your seven. Set, here's your number seven right here. Starting with number seven, the table for three. Featuring Shane McMahon, Bruce Pritchard, and John Laurinaitis. <clears throat> Number six, believe it or not, an episode of WCW Nitro from September the 4th, 2000. Hmm. Number five, NXT TakeOver War Games 2017. Number four, NXT UK from November 7th. 
Number three, SmackDown from October the 11th. Number two, WWE Crown Jewel. I believe this is one this year. One, NXT from November the 6th. So, so interesting, of course, ladies and gentlemen, that you would also have, in addition to some of your lineups here, as far as and you have mostly, of course, NXT stuff here. You have the table for three at, at the very bottom of the list, but you have a WCW show even topping it. So, uh, incredible there, folks. Incredible indeed. Uh, of course, shifting gears over here as far as uh, AEW is concerned here. Uh, Joseph Lee brings us this story right, right here. Cody comments on his loss at full gear. And also, Chris Jericho responds, I believe, to those comments. Let's go ahead and see what we have. Let's see what we have listed right here. Let's see here. Sorry about that, folks. we... Try to dig that up here. An update here. After Cody commented on his loss to Chris Jericho at AEW Full Gear, that champion himself, of course, that's what he's calling himself, I guess, responded to the comments. He wrote the following. Yeah, you need to do some more work, apparently. Look on the bright side. At least there's always the tag division. Originally, Chris' original story here is Cody lost his match to Chris Jericho at AEW Full Gear, and as a result of the loss, he can never challenge for the AEW World title again. In a post on Instagram, Cody commented on his loss, and he thanked the AEW fans. <clears throat> let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and let's see what this says here. He wrote, "Lovely snap. Uh, my wife got a pharaoh and I days removed from the biggest loss of my professional career. Nothing positive will come from whining or pointing fingers. I'd thank everybody who attended Full Gear and Dynamite this last week from Baltimore to Nashville. Some of the loudest and loveliest fans ever. Those cities did it AEW style by not just making it." about a single event, but instead turning multiple days into a party and destination. I want to thank Tony Khan and my fellow executive vice presidents, as well as Keith Mitchell, Tim Walbert, Raphael, Sandra, Jan Janet, Stella, Chris Chris H., Jeff J., QT Marshall, Jim Ross, and Excalibur, you and Dylan at Comeback Studios, and the long list of invaluable soldiers who were able to bring together such a first-rate production. I also like to extend my gratitude to the Baltimore Commission and Dr. Michael Sampson for treating my cut and allowing the world title match to proceed for the fans in attendance. The end result is not something I can accept. It was my call choice to make and nobody else's. I can't change it. I can move forward and hopefully find some sort of vindication. I need to heal, train, and most importantly, do the work. Lesson here, always trust your dog. <clears throat> so, at All Elite Wrestling, at AEW his Twitter handle. So, so hopefully, folks, you know, at some point here, you know, at some point here, maybe we may get to see him, of course, uh, go after go after the world title again at some point. I mean, a lot of these stories, ladies and gentlemen, they'll say that they'll never go after the world title again, but of course, eventually, it does happen. Joseph, the story right here has even more, some even even more um, on the, some WWE re reactions to CM Punk joining. WWE backstage, and of course, a lot of people, of course, still in awe of this here, folks. Very, very big time here, indeed. Let's see what Joseph Lee's story here is all about. The biggest story of the week, obviously, is that CM Punk is once again on WWE programming after appearing on WWE backstage this past Tuesday. A quiet the reaction in WWE is very mixed, with different sources having different viewpoints. One longtime WWE name said that they have known Punk for a while. And while they have heard of him burning bridges, they never had an issue with him. 
added if WWE doesn't figure out how to do something with Punk during Survivor Series weekend in Chicago, they're royally effed up. Another top another top name said that they want to work with him in the ring doing promos or something else. They said that someone like that you can have a great story with, and where there's a great story, the fans are happy and there's money, so I'm happy. Another high-level member of the WWE roster reportedly said that they have zero time for that guy, so no thoughts at all. Another wrestler who knows Punk said they didn't see it as a surprise and thought MMA was a dead end for him. You know, everyone talked everyone talked to believe that he might wrestle again. So we'll definitely have to wait and see here about how that about how that comes up here, folks. Uh, Joseph Lee brings us a next story right here. As apparently WWE is discussing a dog collar match for the TLC pay-per-view coming up. So let's see what uh, let's see what they have listed right here. And some of these stories you may also hear on Revolution here coming up here a little bit later on in the evening, folks. As as 411 Mania previously reported, local advertisements for WWE TLC list three matches for TLC next month, including Rusev versus Bobby Lashley. Opposite now, they're going to wait until TLC to have a match between them two, apparently. Also, Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin in a TLC match, and a woman's in a women's TLC match with Asuka and Kari Sane versus Charlotte and Becky Lynch. The Wrestling Observer newsletter reports that another stipulation has been considered for Reigns versus Corbin, which would bring back the dog collar match to WWE. The TLC stipulation could still change between now and then. As for Rusev versus Lashley, the match was originally planned for Survivor Series. The officials felt the card was already too long thanks to the Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT elimination matches, which would have which would have to go between 10 to 14 falls each. So that's probably why you're not going to see it at Survivor Series. You're obviously going to see it at TLC. Also, um, let's see here. Um, as we have, of course, another story here. I believe this might be considered part of the story I just now read. Uh, no, it just came out today from Jeremy Thomas here. Some AEW news. Latest on Cody not getting a future title shot and also some possible shows in Canada. So up there, so GSRM, King W.O. Gerard T. Smith might get an opportunity to uh, check one of these, some of these shows out. Uh, let's see here. As it stands, Cody's ban on getting on an AEW world title shot is expected to stick. According to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, people in AEW adamant that Cody will not challenge for the championship after he lost Chris Jericho at full gear, which had that stipulation applied. While most fans are used to the idea of stipulations of stipulations never being adhered to or being gotten around through loopholes, Nick Jackson did confirm on Twitter that the stipulation would hold after the show. And, of course, Nick Jackson on his Twitter handle at uh, 4.59 p.m. back on the 12th, uh, someone's asking here, is the stipulation that Cody will never challenge for AEW title self-imposed or 100% definite? Because if it's self-imposed he, and he turns heel, could he just say he was lying? Hashtag AEW Dynamite. And Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, posted on his Twitter handle at that time, said, can't go back on stipulations. 100%, you can't go back on stipulations. So The site also reports that Tony Khan has spoken with TSN about running shows in Canada. Nothing is official at this time, and no debts are officially set. So, of course, we'll definitely keep our eyes open on this here, folks, <clears throat> as we, of course, continue 
as we, of course, continue, of course, here to move forward indeed. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Let's bring it. Let's bring here a couple more wrestling stories here, folks. Let's uh, <clears throat> see what we have right here. Jeremy Thomas brings out this story today. Uh, Tyson Fury says that he'd fight Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 36. After we saw, of course, Brock Lesnar and Cain Velasquez going at it, which was, which was big time at Crown Jewel. But now Tyson Fury may want a piece of the beast. Let's see what, what this is all about. Tyson Fury is down with the idea of another WWE match as looking at Brock Lesnar as a potential WrestleMania opponent. Fury spoke with TalkSport for a new interview and discussed the possibility of another WWE match and his promoter being unaware of his WWE deal until it was announced. Here are some highlights below. On the possibility of a match with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, Tyson Fury says, Yeah, look, I fight Brock Lesnar at the drop of a heartbeat. I've been a fan of WWE all my life. I've been a big fan of all the big wrestlers. Now, my son is, and, my, and my, my son is and my oldest daughter is, they love it. They play the PlayStation game every single day. What child doesn't like wrestling? I'm athletic enough to be able to learn quickly. Mr. Man said he has recruited sports stars from all different sports, and he has never seen anyone come into their game, have a couple of training sessions, and pick up like that. Pick it up like that. I look like a natural in there. We have left the door open. WrestleMania is coming up in April, so who knows? Never say no. On his promoter actually being in the dark about the WWE deal, Tyson Fury says, Frank Warren didn't know about it until he saw me live on Fox Network fighting. It didn't it didn't go down too well with management, promoters, trainers, and family. Everyone's saying, oh, the Wilder fight, you know, you're going to get injured. The Wilder fight as as well be a, a, <clears throat> a million moons away. There is so much that is going to happen in between now and the Deontay Wilder fight. Why would I even be thinking about Deontay Wilder months before I am even fighting him? <laughs> So, folks, hey, if if Tyson Fury is is down for that, then you know we may we may end up seeing that we may you know we may end up you know maybe WrestleMania possibly having a potential matchup here, uh, you know against uh, against Brock at WrestleMania 36. That might kind of help WWE there a little bit. Uh, uh, let's see what we have listed right here. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Sorry about that here, folks. When we, uh, another interesting story. Oh. Okay, let's see what we have here. Yes, Jeremy Thomas brings us this story here. As apparently NXT, NXT star Boa has been injured. But he undergoes successful surgery. This is done once again from Jeremy Thomas. Let's see what we have. Let's see what we have listed. What we have listed in there. So about that, folks. Let's go ahead and let's see what we have here. WWE roster member Boa has revealed that he will underwent surgery on Thursday. Boa posted to his Instagram account, of course, right here on this page, knowing that he suffered a torn rotator cuff and labrum in a match three months ago. He said that the surgery went, went very well and he's on the road to recovery. Uh, of course, on behalf of 411 Mania and also, of course, w the WWS Radio Network, our best wishes are to Boa for a full and quick recovery. Uh, 
And of course, he is. Yeah, he's he's looking very confident there, folks. And hopefully, we we'll get to see him back in the ring sometime here very very soon. Let's see here. We might have a couple more. While we look for some more stories here, folks, let's go ahead and bring in the numbers here one more time. One six zero five five six two zero four. Caller ID one four one three eight seven pound. This is episode number one hundred and seventy nine of WWS Outside the Ropes here. Special edition here, of course. This is Friday, November fifteenth, two thousand nineteen. Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw here with you. As of course, like we said, the rest of the panel way too tough to handle here. Of course, obviously. Uh, of course, uh, like I said, getting getting set here and pre- set and prepared here uh, for other for other items of the day. But of course, more importantly, uh, some of our folks are not are not available here tonight uh, to to come on. But we of course, like I said, wish them. We of course, like especially the Iceman Jared Drama, who will be out of pocket. The human suplex machine John Gross, of course, will be off this evening. Uh, speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, just a quick uh, uh, programming note. Uh, don't forget tonight, uh, Rev- Revolution, of course, 138055 pound. Our live video feed, of course, will be from AWA US History Lives, News and Views, History and Birthdays. <clears throat> we also, of course, will, we also, of course, will hope we expect to hear from, of course, Danny from Oak Park, as well as, of course, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds about their take about everything going on here in the world of wrestling here that has taken place this week and other stuff that is of course leading in towards of course the NXT takeover show next weekend as well as of course Survivor Series will definitely be of course watching will definitely be of course watching out here for that and also ladies and gentlemen I will make starting tonight I will uh, to start this evening right now I'll go ahead and make this announcement that uh, and I'll be posting this of course uh, on uh, on uh, on some of our pages here on Facebook that anyone that wishes to take part in our prediction title challenge, as far as, of course, the takeover NXT takeover show next weekend and also survivor series, you can do one or you can one or the other, or you can do both. But like I said, of course, an opportunity to pick up some trivia championship gold to, of course, go after to, to go to, to take on, of course, some of our, some of our, some of our best here, of course, in the radio network, of course, the Iceman, the Human Suplex Machine, of course, Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, the Empress Emery Rickenbach, the Black Widow, Michelle and Dodds, Danny from Oak Park, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, and others. So be sure to check that. Be sure to check that out um, as well. But like I said, anyone, any of those who wish to take part, please, of course, contact me. Of course, I'm going to post her momentarily on the page for our, for WWUS Revolution Radio, and of course, we will, of course, <clears throat> uh, be signed to folks up here right away. Uh, but like I said, it will be for both the NXT TakeOver show this coming next Saturday, as well as, of course, Survivor Series, uh, not this coming Sunday, but the next Sunday. So be sure to listen in for that. As we, of course, continue, for, uh, as we, of course, continue, of course, getting you some, getting you some stories right here. Uh, let's see right here. Uh, here's one, of course, not wrestling related here, folks. Um. Uh, Jeremy Lambert brings us this story right here as IPW UK will actually stop holding live events at the end of the year. Let's go ahead and see what we have. Let's see what we have. Let's see what we what we have listed right here. Uh, of course, uh, IPW UK announced it will stop holding live events at the end of the year. The promotion insists that it is not closing. Just moving towards the next chap- chapter. 
IPW can confirm that after several internal discussions, the company will cease being a live wrestling events promotion at the end of 2019. The company has a rich history of over 15 years. However, with many changes in the British wrestling climate in the last two years, it's been decided that this is an appropriate time to draw an end to live events. Therefore, the IPW World Championship will be defended <clears throat> for, the, for the last time at Undisputed 3, taking place at Moat Hall in Maidstone on December 15th, where we plan to celebrate IPW's successful years of live events. This is not the end of IPW, and its rich history will continue to be promoted and celebrated into the future with more information on this to be announced. There will be a major announcement made by made at Unit 9 in Milton Keynes on December 4th regarding the future of wrestling in the venue going, on, going into 2020. While this is a difficult decision, it is not the end for IPW, and it is simply a new phase for everyone involved. So we can't wait to see what happens here as far as, of course, IV, IPW, of course, uh, events, of course, in the UK. Uh, we hope, like I said, we get an opportunity to, uh, to, uh, um, we, hope, we hope, we hope, of course, like I said, for, for new things to pop up for them, of course, very, very soon. Let's see here. Uh, one other story here, of course, that we've got here on the Rapture as we, of course, are approaching uh, 7.42 p.m. here, of course, on uh, November 15th, 2019, of course. <clears throat> uh, some WWE news right here coming in from Jeremy Lambert. Uh, <clears throat> we do have, of course, uh, some, uh, an update here on, on some surgery that Hulk Hogan has had recently. But also Randy, also what would have been Randy Savage's birthday. And also WWE now looks at Lana's so-called pregnancy let's see what we have right let's see what we have right here wb hall of famer hulk hogan took to social media to reveal the screws that came out of his bag during his successful surgery hulk hogan posted on his twitter handle at 6 43 a.m this morning uh of course right there you got a picture of uh of, a, of course i guess a cup of coffee and a, and a muffin in a cup uh, and it shows like i said apparently what they took out of his back uh, some Big time screws there, folks. A couple of birthdays to announce here today, of course. Current um, <clears throat> uh, NXT female competitor Tegan Knox turns 25. And also the late Hall of Famer, the Macho Man, Randy Savage, would have been 67 today. And now, like I said, WWE now looks at the Lana, Lana uh, pregnancy angle here. Of course, uh, there's a video on here I'm talking about that if you wish to do that. Of course, that was kind of despicable for her and Bobby Lashley to pull that, of course, on Rusev like that. Um, but of course, we we have we of course can't wait to see what happens with that. Which apparently now, ladies and gentlemen, it seems that it's going to happen at TLC rather than happen at Survivor Series. The only reason, and as I said before in the news here, the only reason why they didn't do it at right they're not going to do it at Survivor Series is because they feel that the matches already lined up as far as the angle. Between WWE, between Raw, SmackDown, T, it's going to take each of these matches are going to take a little bit too long. So we're so that that's why I decided not to add a match between Rusev and Lashley at Survivor Series. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, apparently, also relation, we got a former cruiserweight champion actually. Uh, going to be taking a little absence from the ring. Jeremy Lambert reports that's the, that it's Brian Kendrick 
announcing that he's taking a leave of absence from the ring. Let's see what this story. Let's see what. Let's see what we're talking about here. Brian Kendrick took to social media to announce that he will be taking a leave of absence from the ring. Kendrick wrestled last week on 205 Live, losing to Mansoor. Of course, you know he's the one that beat Cesaro at Crown Jewel on Halloween. Brian Kendrick said this on Twitter uh, at 3:28 p.m. This, and it was actually in Hawaii taking this um, today. Um, and here's what he had to say right here. He says, it's been three years since my last hashtag cruiserweight title opportunity. Since then, it's become evident that nobody on at WWE 205 Live understands nor respects the road that I've paid for them. Therefore, I'm taking an indefinite leave of absence from the ring at WWE hashtag 205. So 205 Live. There you go. Yeah. So, folks, we don't know what's going to go on here with Ryan Kendrick here. But hopefully at some point down the road here, we'll get a chance to We'll see him back on. We'll see him back on TV here again, really, really soon. And we'll get you. We'll get you one more. We'll get you one more uh, quick story in before we close up shop here for for the evening. Of course, as we get set and prepared for a revolution here tonight, <clears throat> here in just a few moments. Uh, um, and of course, as of course, speaking of of course, tomorrow next Monday night's Raw, we're going to talk about this. Jeremy Thomas saying. Got a story on the potential match set for next week's edition of Raw. We'll go ahead and end with this story here tonight. Uh, it appears we could have a new match in the works for next week's episode of Raw. I'm sorry about that here, folks. Uh, hey, when this this cuts me off, it appears that we have a new match in the works for next week's episode of Raw. Andre and Zelina Vega would took shots at Seth Rollins on Twitter today, saying that Andrade should be the Raw team captain for the Men's Survivor Series elimination match. Vega said that Andre is the best England performer of this generation and suggested he should be leading the team. While Andrade said that Rollins was spoiled and not the best, that led to Rollins issuing a challenge at today's house show in uh, Regensburg. Rollins said he he said he liked Andre's style and promised to put his captaincy on the line on Monday Night Raw. WWE has yet to confirm the match. But Andre retweeted the video from WWE of Rollins' promo, so it would seem like the match is somehow set. Uh, Selena Vega said this at uh, 2.43 p.m. today. She says, I can't wait to see Team at hashtag, team hashtag Raw prevail at, at hashtag Survivor Series. Why isn't at Andre CNWE leading the team? Andre is the best in-ring performer of this generation. Should he be at the forefront of this team? Thoughts at WWE Rollins. Uh, Andrade, Andrade said on his Twitter handle uh, at 2.55 p.m. today, uh, <clears throat> said, um, of course, he was speaking, but he was actually kind of speaking in, uh, he was kind of speaking in Spanish that so we could record actually what he was pretty much saying. Uh, and, um, and obviously, uh, WWE, and of course, WWE tweeted at 4.44 p.m. this afternoon, Saying your move at Andre CNWE at WWE Rollins issues a challenge to at Andre CNWE for the captain of hashtag Team Raw this Monday night hashtag WWE Regensburg. So, folks, we'll definitely see what happens here. We, we may, of course, see a, a match to determine who will be the new team captain, who will be the team captain for, for the Raw team of Survivor Series. Will it be Seth Rollins? Or will it be Andre seeing almost? We'll have to wait and see what happens with that. 
So, folks, there you have it there with your news, of course, coming from the, from the course, <clears throat> course uh, uh, for the pop culture and pro wrestling point of view here tonight. Uh, about 10 minutes ago, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and let you know here, of course, a couple of quick plugs here will get you get you um, get, get you um, not get you in the works about here. Uh, don't forget Perpetual Uniquity on eBay. Of course, uh, ebay.com forward slash str forward slash Perpetual Uniquity, P-E-R-P-U-T-A-L-U-N-I-Q-U-I-T-Y, <clears throat> Internet Retail for the Eternal Individual. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, remember we have, of course, several different items here, ranging, ranging from men's, women's, and children's clothing to Kiss and other rock and roll memorabilia, books and other knickknacks. Also, of course, the, uh, video games for the PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, Xbox 360, and PSP. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we do have, of course, a pretty good selection of, video, of DVDs still remaining in the form of some of sets of different movies here starring, some, starring certain uh, actors. Also, and of course, keep in mind, of course, several genres, uh, of course, including uh, horror, uh, comedy, action, action adventure, drama, science fiction uh wrestling so be sure to check that out here today at perpetual uniquity and remember it is internet retail for the eternally distinctive individual and also folks don't forget bulldog dvd sells a variety of course on facebook facebook.com forward slash <clears throat> groups forward slash bulldog dvd sells variety where of course ladies and gentlemen every single title posted on the page regardless of multiple or single multiple disc sets or single disc sets and of course, uh, DVDs and all DVDs and Blu-rays posted on the page right now, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, different genres here pertaining from uh, music, sports, <clears throat> wrestling, also seasons of different TV shows, and also um, movies here, of course, pertaining from, like we said, action, adventure, drama, comedy, children's and other animated movies, horror, science fiction, uh, <clears throat> westerns. And so forth. Every single one, every single posting on the page, ladies and gentlemen, will be worth one dollar. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, one dollar. I said that correctly. So be sure to check that out here today. And of course, like I said, more to come here, folks. Uh, and, and of course, if if uh, if you'd like to know about how how good everything is, I will let you know that every single one posted on the page has been personally tested by yours truly, Mr. WWUS Chad Henshaw, and I can assure you. If, it, if the DVDs and Blu-rays were not good, ladies and gentlemen, I would not post them on any of the pages at all whatsoever. And also, you can talk to Mr. Hulkamania Bob Ziegler, who has bought 22 of our DVDs thus far, and also the Iceman Jeremy Geronimo, who has bought six of them. So we have sold quite a bit in the last few months here, folks. So definitely check it out here today. More titles still to come here. Movies past and present, TV shows past and present, everything, of course, past and present here, folks. But you'll definitely find a title here, and I'm sure you haven't seen it in a very long time, and wouldn't mind owning a, co a personal copy of. And <clears throat> so remember, at Bulldog DVD sells a variety. We take a bite out of the cost, so you can enjoy your favorite selection. So be sure to check that check us out here today at Bulldog DVD sells and variety. On that note, here, folks, we're going. We thank you very much for coming in tonight for episode 179 here, of course, of WWS Outside the Ropes. Uh, of course, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, Revolution will be coming on here in about less than a, bit, a little more than an hour. As we're about, of course, everything going on in the world of pro wrestling, uh, where we will have, of course, our news and views and history and birthdays. We hope to hear from a lot of folks, including the Heartbreak Kids Fonzie, uh, 
Obviously, of course, we're not here from the Iceman or the Human Suplex Machine tonight, but we also hope to hear from Danny from Oak Park, as well as, of course, uh, the Black Widow Michelle and Dodds, as they give us their take on everything going on here uh, <clears throat> in the world of wrestling here this week. So we definitely, definitely got to, uh, definitely, like I said, be sure to you know have a lot to talk about here on the table tonight. So be sure to listen in on that. Remember our live video feed for tomorrow tonight's edition of Revolution will be, of course, an AWA US History Lives. So be sure to be sure to join us here <clears throat> here tonight for that. It'll be a tremendous show indeed. Outside the Ropes, episode 179 is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network, right here, of course, on talkshoe.com, where we are, of course, four years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your pop culture connection. Folks, we'll talk at you here in about an hour for, like I said, our latest edition of Revolution. <clears throat> and we wish, and we, of course, like I said, for those who can't make it to here tonight, we, of course, we hope that you have a very tremendous weekend. Um, and, of course, stay safe out there. Stay warm as well, of course. Weather acting back and forth here, folks. So, we, so like I said, be very, very careful, you know, in all your travels, of course, here this weekend. <clears throat> and also, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, Outside of the Ropes will return to, of course, it's Wednesday evening, uh, Wednesday evening lineup, of course, at 6.30, coming up here, coming up here next Wednesday evening. Now, in case, like I say, if you don't hear me, uh, I'm, it may, we may have we may have a change as far as the host hosting news are concerned, but I will assure you that outside the ropes will be on, uh, will be on Wednesday evening. At, we're back on at Wednesday evening at 6:30. There's no doubt about that, so be sure to listen in on that there as well. So <clears throat> as we of course go out tonight, I will of course play the continuation, of course, of our opening theme here tonight, which is the theme to the 1994 uh, uh, TV show. Kung Fu, The Legend Continues, of course, based on, of course, on the, the original Kung Fu TV show starring David Carradine. Of course, he was also in this movie, as, I mean, this TV show as well. Uh, but uh, definitely, uh, this is the authentic theme, so definitely check it out here today. Check it out as we finish playing the remainder of it here for our finisher. <clears throat> so take care and God bless here, folks. And as always, since 2015, sent your everything in the world of pop culture, pro wrestling, and everything in between. This is, this is and forever will be the WCWS Radio Network. And now here is, of course, our closing theme for tonight. Take care and God bless.
this is the WWS Radio Network. Mr. WWS Henshaw saying thank you very much for listening. We'll be back on with Revolution at 9 o'clock. Take care and God bless. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.